Welcome in to the BadgerBlitz.com isolation podcast powered by Overtime Media. I'm Benjamin Wargle, the Wisconsin football and basketball beat writer for the Rivals Network, currently in the midst of washing my hands yet again. Uh, I've been covering Wisconsin sports for 16 years, and I can't remember a week like the one we've just got done with. When we spoke on Thursday morning, the Badgers men's basketball team was preparing for a Big Ten tournament quarterfinals and an eventual NCAA tournament berth. The UW football team was getting ready to begin spring football practice. The Bucks were in the midst of their NBA push. The Milwaukee Brewers and other teams were starting spring training in the middle of spring training. And by that afternoon, everything became non-existent as the COVID-19 coronavirus has canceled or halted sports around the world as we know it. So thank goodness for Jake Cheney, who wasn't going to let the pandemic prevent him from committing to the University of Wisconsin over the weekend as the ninth commit in the Badgers 2021 football recruiting class. And he'll join us here in a couple minutes to talk about that commitment. But we start with what we know with this shutdown in the Badgers programs in football and men's basketball. You know, Wisconsin basketball is done this season before even playing a postseason game, something the Badgers have done every year since 1995, either in the NCAA tournament or making it into the Big Ten tournament. And this year, it's not because the Badgers weren't good enough or because they were under NCAA uh, infractions or suspension or a postseason ban. It's because of this weird coronavirus. Now, Wisconsin won eight straight games entering the Big Ten tournament. They were the hottest team in the Big Ten before everything came to a crashing halt. While hope had been held out that the NCAA tournament could simply be delayed or the Big Ten tournament could be uh, rescheduled, I think we all know that logistically it would have been a nightmare, uh, especially since these tournament sites are booked years in advance. And I think what has people the most disappointed, and especially me as someone who covers this team, is that the story of Wisconsin basketball this year lacks a finality. You know, no matter what the outcome is, people don't like cliffhangers. Wisconsin could have lost on Friday in Indianapolis and in the first round game of the NCAA tournament, and it would have been done. But the story would have been concluded. UW also could have pushed its winning streak to 17 games and won the Big Ten and NCAA tournament titles. Unlikely, but it could have happened. We simply will never know. And that's what I think has us the most frustrated. Teams like Dayton who had a unbelievable team this year, a once-in-a-lifetime team, could have been a, probably would have been a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. We'll never know how good they could have been. There will be no brackets this year either. The NCAA said, after toying with us, and said they could release a bracket, no bracket will be released because of the incomplete picture that they have. Still, it would have been nice to see Wisconsin, with all the work that they put in, come up, on a seed line, doesn't even have to be matchups, just a seed line. It would have been great, too, to see that North Carolina wouldn't make the field that Wisconsin did. So if I was head coach Greg Gard, I would be disappointed, frustrated, angry even, if I couldn't see this thing through with this team considering how well they had been playing over the course of the last month and a half. But when I spoke to Gard a couple hours after this news broke last week, he wasn't any of those things. He put things in perspective for a lot of people, saying the canceling of the tournament was a first-world problem, considering all the sickness and the deaths that are being reported because of this virus. But the only thought going through his head in the hours after the end of his season was the lasting memory that it provided, a 60-56 victory at Indiana to win a conference championship. Knowing that this tournament, this was likely going to be the end of it, 
let's focus on the positives. And and this group, I think, embraced that and, and understands that better than any group I've had because they've been through so much uncontrolled adversity that's bigger than basketball. And obviously specifically with Howard's situation. So they, I think, understood that and were able to accept it, knowing that this is, uh, you know, this is just a sport. And, uh, but also I wanted them to really embrace and appreciate. And that's why I was so happy as I reflected back over the last couple of days that we won that thing on the road and we're able to celebrate privately with the guys that were really in the line of fire and had to be part of going through the ups and downs. We were able to celebrate privately in that Indiana locker room on Saturday. Uh, looking back, that was maybe the best thing that could have happened, that we really had a special moment with just the guys that were really there, the people that were part of that. But um, what I tried to, my message today was, hey, look what we've accomplished. you know. And if this is how it's going to end, you've ended it with as big a bang as you could possibly have. And, and you've gone out on top. And uh, this will go down as unprecedented history. And this will this will be book-worthy at some point in time in terms of this season. You chronicle this season and talk about the things that this 2019-20 team have had to walk through. Um, like I said, it's, uh, it's unprecedented. So if this is how it ends, it, you know, it has to end for everybody in the country. Um, I'm sure awful grateful for the last, you know, six weeks that I got to be with these guys and what they've accomplished. Now, in time, guard and the returning players will turn the page, having accepted what has happened to them and every other school in the country. And when Wisconsin does turn the page, there will be a lot of excitement for where they are heading into this offseason and into the 2020-2021 season. While the careers of Brevin Pritzel and Michael Ballard are done, the Badgers are expected to return nine seniors next season and potentially have a starting lineup comprised entirely of seniors. Guards Demetri Trice and Brad Davison, forwards Aleem Ford and Nate Reavers, and center forward Micah Potter. And those five enter the offseason feeling confident too. Trice finished the year with 9.6 points per game and a 2.4 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. Davison averaged 10 points and 4.3 rebounds for the entire season and hit a number of big shots, including his 30-point game at Nebraska and some big shots at Indiana to help that team win a share of their 19th Big Ten regular season championship. Aleem Ford really stepped up his game over the last 10 games. He averaged 9.7 points and 5.5 rebounds over that stretch, finally becoming the player I think many people thought he could develop into, and he's still going up. Nate Reavers led the team with 13.1 points per game and had 56 blocks, while Micah Potter, in his limited season, had 10.3 points and a team-high 6.3 rebounds per game. It is a lineup that looks very, very formidable going into next year. And Wisconsin finished the year with only eight scholarship players, and their bench will be thinned because of that next season, beyond senior guard Trevor Anderson and sophomore forward Tyler Wall, who I think could take a huge step forward, both of them. Anderson will be a year removed from that ACL injury, and Wall, who played undersized this year, will have another year, full year, to develop in the weight room and to build upon the skills that he learned this year. But beyond those two, Guard and his staff signed a six-member recruiting class that ranks the highest in the internet era, highlighted by Rivals.com four-star forward prospects Ben Carlson and Jonathan Davis, and recently announced walk-on Carter Gilmore from in-state here at Heartland Arrowhead, who's having a tremendous season and is a fantastic scorer. You know, you combine the stats of Pritzel, Kobe King, and Ballard, 
Wisconsin is expected to return 78.5% of its scoring, 83.5% of its rebounds, and 77.5% of its minutes next season. That's a lot of production for this Badger basketball team to be excited about moving forward. In the case of Wisconsin and spring football practices, we don't have any kind of update. There's no clue what's going to happen here. The Badgers were set to begin spring practices this upcoming Sunday, March 22nd, but the Big Ten announced that in addition to all spring athletic events being canceled, the conference is suspending all organized team activities until April 6th, and then will be reevaluated at that time. Using the original calendar that we got at the beginning of spring practices, the Badgers would be nearing the midway point of their practice schedule on April 6th. UW is looking to end spring practices around April 22nd. Now, in theory, UW could get all of its practices in with the condensed schedule, assuming they start around April 6th, April 10th. But we all know that by when April 6th comes around, it automatically won't be a snap of the fingers and teams will begin practicing again. And with exams beginning the first week of May and graduation scheduled for May 9th around the University of Wisconsin, it's unlikely that the Badgers will get a full 15 practices in at all. Throw in the fact that the CDC, Center for Disease Control, says it'll be likely by early May before it's safe to have large gatherings again. UW's roster is well over 100 players, so it's a fair bet that spring football won't be happening anytime soon at Wisconsin or across the country. So what ultimately is going to happen? Could the NCAA allow coaches some on-field practices during the summer when contact is pass in the past has been mostly limited? That's a good possibility. Or will they simply cancel it, saying that you have to go right from summer conditioning into summer football, fall camp? Nobody knows, except for the fact that this is a critical development time coaches are missing out on. And Paul Chris was excited about spring. He loves spring football because of the opportunity to start to implement parts of your playbook and to find out what players could potentially help you in the upcoming season. And specifically for Wisconsin, this was vital spring practice time for Chris and his offense. The Badgers need to develop receivers to replace Quintess Cephas and A.J. Taylor and see if Nakia Watson can handle the workload at running back in place of Jonathan Taylor. UW has massive holes to fill on the interior of its offensive line, and there's still some lingering questions about whether senior Jack Cohn or redshirt freshman Graham Mertz is the best option at quarterback this season for Wisconsin. But the one bit of good news is Jim Laird's defense has depth at defensive line and in the secondary, which will be the building blocks of this team entering the 2020 season. But on defense, there are still unknowns at outside linebacker and inside linebacker. Throw in the fact that there is a recruiting dead period until April 15th, college football coaches are a lot like us, literally sitting on their freshly washed hands, patiently waiting to get be given an all-clear so they can get back to a normalcy and a way of life. You are listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, powered by Overtime Media, The good piece of news from this past week is Wisconsin picked up its ninth commitment in the 2021 recruiting cycle in Jake Cheney, a 6'1", 215-pound linebacker who picked the Badgers over offers from schools like Louisville, Michigan, Pittsburgh, and Vanderbilt. Playing at Lehigh Acres High School in Florida near Fort Myers, Cheney was the Florida 7A Player of the Year after registering roughly 100 tackles and 10 tackles for loss last season. He's coached by his father, James, who played at Florida State from 1988 to 91 and has an older brother who who is a freshman cornerback at Citadel. Cheney is built like a bigger Chris Orr, which is a very high compliment 
for the young man. You know, he possesses good straight line speed to knife his way through the blockers. You can see that in his tape. And he's coming from a 3-4 defense. So it's evident that his quickness and speed caught the eye of defensive coordinator Jim Leonard. It's something we probably say a lot with players, Wisconsin recruits, but it appears the Badgers are getting a good one in this verbal commitment of Cheney. Welcoming now the newest commit to Wisconsin's 2021 recruiting class, the Pride of Florida joins us on the program, Mr. Jake Cheney. Jake, congratulations on coming to Wisconsin. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing, I'm doing well, all things considered, in this bizarre month of March that we're having with no NCAA tournament and no uh, spring practices going on. But you kind of give Wisconsin fans something to, to talk about. I want to get your thoughts on the Badgers in a second. But first off, you come from a football family. Your, your dad is, is your coach. Your older brother plays at the Citadel. What's it like being a part of a, a family that's so focused on, on the sport of football? I mean, um, it's not really that big to us. Um, football is just something we love all our lives, and we just play it and enjoy it. So, I mean, it's not, no, oh, if you don't go play Division One football, you're a disappointment. It's just that we enjoy ourselves while playing football. What does having your dad as your coach, what does that do for you? How has he helped kind of mold you uh, into being a player that's been recruited at the college level? Um, it helps me with some of the fundamentals and um, outside of football things, like how to study, how to be a good teammate, um, how to conduct yourself outside of uh, football. And um, that, will help me, that helped me develop as a player, not being like only for myself. When did you know that you could have a future in football, uh, like playing at the college level? Did it kind of come to you early on? I mean, that was that a dream of yours for a long time, or did you kind of realize in high school, um, as you kind of went through your junior year, that th- this could be a real possibility that I could play somewhere special uh, when I graduate? Um, it was a, it always been a dream for me to go play good Division One football. And when I started, when I started high school, um, that dream kind of faded away. And I just wanted to go somewhere to play. Then my junior season, I was having a great season. Then it popped up in my head, I'll have a chance to go play U.S. football. You were the 7A state player of the year in the state of Florida, which is incredibly impressive considering the level of talent in the state. Uh, did you think you had a chance to win that award? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, the coaches got together, they voted. I was kind of surprised, but look at back at the film, I played pretty well. What about your game really took a step forward from your sophomore year to your junior year that stats-wise, your numbers went way up and certainly you got a lot of scholarship interest. What what changed for you? I dedicated my time to the weight room and on the field, so I developed my body, getting stronger and faster. I stayed focused in the classroom, stayed focused as a football player, and it, it helped out in the long run. Yeah, we're talking to Jake Cheney here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Jake, when did Wisconsin first enter the picture for you in terms of showing you some interest, sending you mail, phone calls here and there? When did they first kind of pop up on the radar? They started showing love off of um, my, towards the end of the season. They said they wanted to get me up there on a visit, and I just said, why not? I mean, it's Wisconsin. It played out pretty good. Tell me about that trip up to Wisconsin in November. Yeah, I think you and your dad saw Wisconsin play Purdue. What was just getting a chance to see that atmosphere like, tour the campus, and kind of meet some of the coaching staff? What did that kind of tell you about the school? I mean, it was great. Uh, the coaches were great. The players were great. The environment was great. It seemed like everywhere, everywhere in Madison, it was all about Wisconsin. It just felt great from the mall people to the hotel 
um, workers. It is all about Wisconsin. I know Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, the one talking to you. What what, what do you like about about Coach Leonard that kind of helped you feel at ease with Wisconsin throughout this process? Um, he was genuine. He was good, good in the process. Kept in contact. Uh, kept it real the whole time. Didn't really waste my time, and I um, appreciate him for that. You got that offer from Wisconsin in January. What was that like for you? Was it a surprise? Did you think that they'd have to see a little bit more from you in terms of having you up for a camp or going into your senior year? They needed some more film. Were you caught off guard at all, basically, by that offer? I mean, I wouldn't say I was caught off guard because I knew I was eventually going to get some more offers after the Iowa State um, coach had offered me. So, I mean, I knew Wisconsin was eventually going to come through. You got offers from Indiana, Iowa State, Louisville, Michigan, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Vanderbilt. What other schools besides Wisconsin really was showing you a lot of heavy interest? Were all those schools recruiting you pretty aggressively, or was Wisconsin just that one school that really stood out to you? I mean, all the schools uh, recruited me pretty aggressively, so I mean, I don't know. I just was from about Wisconsin. What do you think tipped the scales for you? I mean, I didn't want to miss out on Wisconsin. Um, I knew as soon as Wisconsin offered me, that would be the place I was going. So um, I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. You look at the success of inside linebackers at Wisconsin in recent years, and it's it's a pretty good list. You know, T.J. Edwards and Ryan Connolly, who started in the 2018 season, are playing in the NFL. Chris Orr uh, looks like he could be an NFL player here coming up next year. What about that position at Wisconsin that three four defense fits you well? I mean, uh, I feel like three four defense is fast. You gotta be physical in it, and I'll say my guys are playing physically. So I mean, I just fit perfectly. Where do you need to improve the most now? Now that this is done and behind you, and you're committed, what's the next step for you in your, in improving your game so that when you do get up to Wisconsin, you can maybe make an impact early on in your career? Uh, you know, you gotta get faster, stronger. Um, pray to God you grow a little bit more, but. You know, it is what it is. And I'll say, start working on my pass drops, a little bit better in pass coverage, putting a lot of man this year. So uh, when the coaches start calling a little bit more in the zone, I'll be better with that. Jake Chaney, the newest commit to the University of Wisconsin, the 2021 class. Jake, congratulations. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Jake Cheney joins a program that has really been focusing on that inside linebacker position over the last several recruiting cycles, especially at scholarship. You look at the 2021 class, Jake is the second inside linebacker, along with Brian Sanborn, whose older brother Jack is the only inside linebacker on Wisconsin's roster who is over a sophomore classification. You look at the 2020 class, Wisconsin had scholarship linebackers Jordan Turner, who's already on campus, Malik Reed, and Preston Zachman. Preston Zachman also already on campus for Wisconsin. So the Badgers are trying to bring in inside linebackers to really boost up that position. Considering what Wisconsin's lost in recent years, Chris Orr, off last season's team, T.J. Edwards and Ryan Collin before that, inside linebacker will be an important spot that Wisconsin will need to focus on in terms of depth behind Sanborn and Leo Chanel entering the 2020 season. You look at this 2021 class for Wisconsin, in addition to uh, Jake and Brian, you have Hunter Warler, a DB, Io Adebogan, linebacker from in-state, Riley Malman, offensive lineman, and then a lot of depth in-state, Loyal Crawford, Jackson Acker, J.P. Benchwall, and, of course, quarterback Deacon Hill out in California. It's a very strong class, according to the Rivals.com rankings, as of today, eighth in the country for 2021.
a little bit of good news to end our podcast on in this really bizarre time in the world of sports. My thank you to you for listening to us today. Also to Mr. Cheney for hopping on and chatting with us a little bit about Wisconsin uh, and his commitment to the Badgers. We hope to have another podcast for you soon. As news breaks at the University of Wisconsin, we will be here to fill you in on all the latest. Follow me on Twitter at TheBadgerNation. Log on to BadgerBlitz.com for all the latest on Wisconsin football, basketball, and recruiting.